Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, welcome to The Spilled Tea, everyone. It's your host, Emmy. Um, just waiting for the guest of honor. Uh, give me just one minute. While we're waiting for him, I did want to give a shout out to um, someone. I want to give a shout out to Dane Johnson. Um, if everyone, if you don't know who Dane Johnson is, he has lived with Crohn's disease since um, 2010 and he had a really bad attack like he was six he's six two and he was 120 pounds and he managed to get his Crohn's in order I wanted to give a shout out to Dane and say congratulations on he just moved to California last year and he has a girlfriend and they are expecting a child so everyone give him a shout out follow him Dane Johnson won D-A-N-E and J-O-H-N-S-O-N-1 on Instagram and Twitter. And without further ado, welcome back to Kylie. Hi, Dave. Oh, my God. It's so amazing to hear your voice. I miss you so freaking much. Um, What is going on? Well, right before I called in, I thought, let me open up my patio door a little bit, and I'm like, we're not going to hear any sirens because, um, you know, I moved back to San Francisco for work, so yeah. I'm yeah. back in California. Um, I don't know if I told you, but I'm living in the exact same building I lived in before I moved. So I yes, moved back I into my same building. Five for you. The same layout as my old apartment, except I'm not <sighs> on the fifth floor. I'm on the third floor. And I'm in the back oh. of the building facing the tennis court where it's quiet. I'm not on the street anymore. <laughs> well, our new thing is that I am back in Dorchester, and I have upstairs uh-huh. neighbors who – do you know that video on Facebook where the people on the third floor, they, like, roll the pins and the bowling balls and whip chains on the floor? That's my upstairs neighbor. So anytime oh, wow. I do – a, a podcast, this guy upstairs, and I've done everything. I've been passive aggressive and I like left a note saying, Your neighbors don't appreciate you being loud. I've confronted him and been like, Hey, what is that loudness upstairs? He's like, I don't know, it's not me. And then I talked to the property manager. Literally, I'm, I swear, talked to the property manager. I'm like, This guy is out of control. Can't do anything about it. So I don't know what to do. I just, I guess I just deal with it. I mean, but, what could be worse? You could be that old lady downstairs that's hitting her ceiling with the broom handle. <laughs> My uh, friends used to have someone uh, like that. <laughs> that could be you. So I was that person. <laughs> and I used to hit the ceiling with the broom handle, and he would stomp back at me so he knows he heard. I know oh. he heard me. Um, but it hasn't helped. So I just gotcha. take to not saying anything and um, – totally blasting him on my podcast. So that's what I do. Um, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, yeah what's, um, I'm so happy for you. I, I always felt like California was your home. And I, I loved how you were in New York. You were always out. You were, you know, out and about and stuff. I loved you in New York. But I always felt California was your home, though. It, you're right. I mean, my friends are here. I mean, the good thing, the thing is, mm. it's like the, the saving grace about having to leave New York and move back to San Francisco wasn't like I was not moving to some unknown territory. It wasn't like I was moving right. to um, Dubuque or something. I was moving to a place that right. I had lived. And my friends are here. I mean, I have friends in New York, but my friends are here. And it's like, I think it was, it was hard because I love, love, love living in New York for those five mm-hmm. years. And I don't consider it a failure. I mean, shit just happens. 
But my thing is that maybe it was a sign that I was meant to, there's some reason why I needed to be back. And I think Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to figure that out. And so until then, it's like, I'm not, I'm not hating my life. I do, I do miss New York like crazy, but it's like, it's not going anywhere, you know? (laughs) So yeah, like you were always like at a play, you were at a play, you were at a bar, you were always doing something in New York. I saw basically I I counted all the playbills and all the shows that I had seen in the five years I lived there. When you did it, mm-hmm. when I did an average, it was almost like I saw basically a show a month for 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 the five years I lived there. Oh my god! Yeah, so I, would the, the the face, I would I see the I would see the post. I'm like, God, he is yeah. living the life. Go, Kyle. Uh, it's it, it's expensive but, too. <laughs> And I think but, your uh, life in L.A. is slower, and you do things with your friends more. Like, I think you do, like, more, like, hang out at people's houses, dinner parties and stuff yeah. that aren't taggable, that don't have, like, pictures galore, but they're better for your soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. And San Francisco, yeah, not L.A., so. by the way. Yeah. San Francisco. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I well, know. no, and it's also it's also a thing with age. Like it's like I don't have fun too much at the bar. Like last night, um, mm. my friend and I went to a to a couple of bars, and it was nice socializing and seeing people. But sometimes we mm-hmm. get the same kind of high, and just like by having a happy hour at each other's house, like I can go to his house, yes. he comes to mine, and we just hang out and we just like spend time together. It's the same thing, you know? Right. So yeah, and it's cheaper. <laughs> so. So it's, oh, I mean, it's yeah, nice to be out too. and see people, but it's also kind of like I re- I like the fact that like I because ha- I, I didn't do this in your coast, you know, no one everybody met out and stuff. So like now it's like having people over like for a game night or a movie night or something. I like getting back into that and cooking more. I kind of want to get back into that kind of lifestyle for a bit, just because mm-hmm. it's more mm-hmm. soothing for me. Because I love yeah. to entertain. I love having mm-hmm. people over. And in New York, it's mm-hmm. like I never did that because no one was gonna, no one would come. <laughs> I would say like, let's go here, let's go there, instead of like, you know, let's hang out at your house. It's like okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of hanging out at houses in New York. I think it's hanging out at clubs and bars and all that good stuff. Just out and about, yeah. There's so much to do yeah, outside out of the house about. that you you just want to be out, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So, but it's right. good, you know. Um, I won't go into too much details about my um, my work, but whatever. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um. So let's get into some reviews. Well, a new thing I've tried to introduce because sometimes yeah. I talk about really heavy topics is something fluffy. You know, like something like um, fluffy. Um, like, like one our, time it was like, like my bachelor. Oh, that's funny. Or like when we used to do the Eva Mendez moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Mendez do you moment. have an Eva? Do you have an Eva Mendez moment? I do, I definitely do. Oh, I don't. Please, please share. Oh. So mine is like, okay. So pre-transition, David loved loved white guys because black men were just so not. The black men I encountered were either attracted to to um, other black guys like them that were more masculine, or dated white guys. So I just, you know, liked white guys. Um, Emily loves black men. Holy fuck, she loves <laughs> black men. Obviously, she likes any color of man. But I've been so attracted to black guys lately. It's not even normal. So I would put up posts about, you know, different guys. Like, I think I put up a post about this guy. His name is Camille from The Bachelor Nation. And it got, like, maybe three or four likes. I put up a post about, um, I don't know, Jonathan Scott. It got, like, ten likes. I put up a post about some random obscure black guy that nobody even knows, and it got 480 likes. And I'm like, all right, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, okay, let me just, this is just weird. Then I put up a post about the guy from Insecure. Have you ever seen Insecure? Um, His name is, um, 
It sounds uh, familiar. It's Issa Rae. It's about Issa Rae. And oh, her, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, oh, not Lawrence, the other guy that she dates. Oh, fuck. I don't know his name on the show. Anyway, I put up a post uh, about him. I know of the 580. show, but I haven't seen so. Wow. Uh, 500 and something likes on his post. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And they're not like <laughs> light-skinned guys. They're dark-skinned guys. So I'm like, whoa, has the tide changed? When I was growing up, Kyle, you obviously don't know this, but I'm sure that you're, if you asked your black friends, they would tell you this. Your family members tell you, don't date somebody darker than you because if you have babies, they'll be really dark. Then you, no. I see these posts. <laughs> then ask your black friends. It is true. They're older. They're, the elders in their family say that to them. Hmm. So I'm posting these dark-skinned guys, and everybody's liking it. And I'm like, well, look at that. So, yeah, that's my, like, Eva Mendes moment. I have a thing for dark-skinned guys, and everybody else appreciates it, too. So, huh. and, well, um, I, have a philo- I have a philosophical question okay. to ask you. Go ahead. Not, to, yeah. not to go be serious and stuff, but just going back to when you said that um, David much preferred was mm-hmm. was attracted more to white guys and now Emily yep. more is it's like it's not a it's it's no longer just a certain type it's like it's like open right do you think that had to do with who you were like when with David do you think mm-hmm. it, it had something to do with you being David and not being comfortable and who it had something to do with who you were as David yeah, being attracted true. to white guy and, and something. Whereas Emily, you feel you're just more true to who you are. So, I mean, that's and not, true. I mean, this could be totally just spitballing. Maybe as David, you were just maybe how do I say, just kind of maybe insecure around other people of color. Yeah. So that way maybe. you're attracted. You said, well, I'm not, they're not, they don't see me. So I'm not, attra- I, they don't, they're not attracted to me. So you just turned your attention mm. To other, yeah, which which is not a problem. I mean, everybody's got mm-hmm. you know you can have types. It's not it's not it's not a racist thing or anything. It's more like you just you know what mm-hmm. you're attracted to, and maybe as right. Emily, you're more comfortable in who you are that people see you differently, and so you your your vision of who's attractive has kind of widened because you don't see them as people that look at you differently. Does that make sense? You hit the nail on the head, and I didn't even realize it because as David walking down the street. If you're a gay black man, you want to appear masculine. Most, most, not all, most gay black mm-hmm. men are hyper-masculine like their heterosexual counterparts. So they don't want to appear flamboyant, swishy, and all that. So them walking down the street next to me, I would get a, a, the lip curl. Whereas today, Emily walking down the street, I get a hey girl. I get a hey mama. I get a you're pretty. <laughs> So you're absolutely right. I didn't even think of that. Okay, so Kyle has a, a psychology degree. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So now, you, now, now, not only do you look at, do you watch This Is Us? Yes. Okay, so not only do you look at Kevin, you now look at um, Randall. Um, Randall as well. <laughs> I'm saying Randall is. That Randall's sexier than Kevin. Are you kidding me? Oh. I'm, you, I'm still you know team Kevin. Is? I mean, I think I think Sterling K. Johnson is gorgeous. I mean, for me, I, I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. My ideal, beautiful um, man of color that I'm just like, and I'm, and it's gonna be is Michael B. Jordan. I mean, that man is superb looking and talented <laughs> and just amazing. But Sterling K. Brown is a very close second because he is also. I mean. Not only is he a gorgeous-looking man, but he's mm-hmm. super, super talented, you know? I mean, I, you yes. look at that, he's like, God, all that couple together makes one well-looking package. <laughs> mm-hmm. The same thing with Michael Jordan. I mean, that man is super talented. I remember, did you ever see the movie That Awkward Moment with him, Miles Teller, and Zac Efron? No. You, I, you know what? You keep telling me to see it, and I keep forgetting. You I'm going to write it. it down. I'm seeing it. Write it down. Because it, it's like early It's awkward. early Michael B. Jordan, and of course you see Zac Efron's butt and um, Miles Teller's butt. Oh, but, boy. Um, it's, it's, like, it's, a, it's an actually really good movie. I really enjoyed it, and it takes okay. place in New York. and So so definitely put that on your list. But yeah, um, so anyway, back to the subject. It's like, yeah, maybe that's, that's it. It's like you, it's the way you see yourself 
is different, and mm-hmm. so that kind of so it's just it was just a thought. But even um, I think that you're right because even like physically, physically I could see myself dating somebody because I'm five eight. So I used to say, okay, five eight and taller. And now Emily's like, okay, well, I wear heels sometimes, so we have to be at least 5'10 and taller. And so, like, my my perception has changed where I used to be okay with dating a guy who was, like, like a, a, a skinnier build to average. Now I want, like, a bigger build. Like, I want, like, a more, like, I'm the feminine energy. I want the masculine energy. So my perception on what I'm attracted to has completely changed. And when I look at guys, like when you said Michael B. Jordan, I'm like, no. You know what I immediately think of? I immediately think of a situation, and I say this all the time when I look at a guy. If we were married with kids and somebody broke into the home, would Michael B. Jordan stop the intruder? I think he would struggle, and I think he might get shot and killed. Randall? He would take care of business because we've already seen that. He would take care of business, okay? So And then have a breakdown even, later. <laughs> and then have a breakdown later. But that's okay. I'll be there for the breakdown. But even Kevin, like Justin Hartley, I feel like he would just curl up. Like, okay, don't shoot my face, please. Like, I, I just, that's what I was about to uh, say. Not the face. Not the face. <laughs> not the face. Like, I can't. There are, I just go back to that scenario. Jonathan Scott, I think he would put up a fight. I honestly think he would put up a fight. I don't think he would win, but I think he would put up a fight, which I'm okay with. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's my new criteria for guys I even have a crush on. I don't even know why. I'm such a fucking girl. Um, (laughs) So weird. It's so weird. Oh, and P.S., since we've spoken... Um, I'm coming up on six years out of the closet and transitioned fully. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. A new development has occurred since we've last spoke on air. Um, So I don't fully get, like, the cramping and stuff, but I get PMS every month. So there's (laughs) one, one day a week where I just want to murder someone. And if I'm not wanting to murder someone in my head, I get an intense headache and I just can't, like, be bo- like don't bother me. Or the opposite, which happened last month, um, it was the 27th. I get it either the 27th or the 28th. And on the 27th, I was celebrating, like, in my head, you know, my, my brother who passed away, he died. I was so sad. I bawled all day long at work. I had to get up from my desk and leave. Like, I was miserable. And I'm like, wow. why am I so affected by, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> then the next day I was fine. So, new development there. <laughs> and my, my girlfriends go, you wanted to do this? And I'm like, Good call. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, those are our Eva Mendez moments. Now, get into like the meat of what we're supposed to be talking about today: um, movie reviews. What have you seen lately? Any of the Oscar-nominated films? Let's start there. Um, so out of the Oscar-nominated movies, I've seen. Oh, God, I'm trying to think what's even nominated. I haven't seen that many. I mean, I saw Marriage okay. Story. Uh, can we discuss? Um, oh, I, my God. Uh, I liked it. I didn't get as emotional as a lot of people are getting. And then typically, okay. uh, like at work, this whole row of um, straight women were all, like, telling me how sad it was, and they were crying and stuff. I didn't have that moment in the movie. I mean, I okay. thought – I thought Adam Driver was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I thought all the all everybody was great. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted Laura Dern's care. I thought her character was going to be meatier, but still she did really really well. But it was kind of like it was Agreed. almost like an extension of Renata from Big Little Lies. But yeah, I, mean, I love Laura Dern, so she's amazing. So, mm-hmm. um, and Scarlett, it's like I don't know. I'm I'm hot and cold mm. with Scarlett Johansson. I mean, I thought she was yeah. good. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's best actress worthy. But I mean, I thought she was good. Mm. So, the reason why it resonated with me is because my sister is right now going through a divorce, mm-hmm. and she's going through. And it at first started amicable, just like then, and now and we're they, at the they messy have part. They have two children. Oh, wow. okay. So it's like, and they only live. Um, I want to say one town away from each other. So you can imagine that like everything in that movie, I was texting her when I was watching it. I watched it this morning. I'm like, you have to watch this movie. It is like, oh my gosh. She's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to watch that movie. Because <laughs> I was telling her what it was about. Oh, it ripped my heart out. And that fight scene they had in his apartment killed mm-hmm. me. I was on the, I was crying so hard because when you get a divorce, the only thing that they didn't show in this movie is that when you get a divorce, everybody is involved. Friends, kids, family, everybody is affected. And, oh, it just, that's why it resonated with me because I'm, I'm freshly going through it. I know about three different couples going through divorces right now as we're speaking like and they're all at different stages one just happened my sister's in like the the messy stage one is about to happen they're just talking like about to separate so it's like so crazy that I watched this movie I'm with you I'm hot and cold with Scarlett um more cold than hot after her little you know I could play a tree I should you know whatever bitch um Adam Driver, phenomenal. If the Joker wasn't released last year, or sorry, this year, he would win Best Actor. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my, like, I, oh, I love Adam Driver. He's gotten sexier and sexier every role he takes, even with his big schnoz and his little mouth. Oh, I'd, I'd still have a baby <laughs> with him. Um, yeah, intense movie. So here are the, the nominees, just so that you know. Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. I saw that. The Irishman. Uh, three and a half hours later, I saw that. Uh, Jojo <laughs> Rabbit. Uh, I didn't see that. Joker. Little Women. Marriage Story. 1917. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. I saw that. I saw Once Upon a Time so in Hollywood. So the only... The only three I haven't seen are Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, and Parasite. Um, I, I really want to see Little Women. Me too. But I, I feel some kind of way because my friend James was in it as an extra because they filmed in Boston. And then they cut his scene. So I'm almost like, I don't want to see it now. But, you know, <laughs> I, I know I'm pissed, but I kind of do want to see it. Um, I just saw 1917 yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, is all I can say. A little bit. Yeah, that's slow, what I heard. But so good. Um, for all of you who don't know, it's about two soldiers who, during World War, World War One, two British soldiers who crossed German lines to get a message to the British um, army on the first line to tell them don't attack because if they attack, the Germans are going to put them in a trap, which are going to kill 1,600 um, British soldiers. One of those soldiers is one of the kid's um, brothers. So he's desperate to get to that front line. And it is just, I, I've never heard of either of the two actors that are leads. They deserve so much more accolades than they're getting. So amazing. Like, I can't even, oh, they were, the shit they went through to get to that front line. I, oh, my God. I just, uh, I need a minute. After I was done, I looked at my nephew, and I'm like, what'd you think? He goes, I really liked it, because my nephew picked it out. I didn't even want to see it. But then when it started getting nominated, I'm like, all right, Dietrich, do you want to see this movie? He's like, yeah, I really want to. So good. Um. Irishman was, for me, a lot of hype, but it felt like casino meets heat. It was just three and a half hours. Come on. 
No. No. It wasn't. I, I did it wasn't hear three and that and a half Al Pacino. Worth. I did hear that yeah. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci were amazing. I. When are they not? Like seriously, yeah. when are Al Pacino was amazing and Dick Tracy. Like I mean, the guy does anything and he's amazing. But it was <laughs> too long. It was just way too long. Once upon a time in Hollywood will win Brad Pitt his first Oscar. Guaranteed. Yes. That whole scene in the pool was out of control. The whole scene from the <laughs> the, the house to the pool. I mean, the I. Mm. Well, that's that's the and, wild thing about this, uh, when I when watching the movie because, you know, I'm mm-hmm. watching it and I'm watching it and I keep thinking like, where's the violence? When is this going to happen? Because I know what's going to happen to Tarantino, and it doesn't happen right. for the last thirty minutes of the movie. <laughs> I know. And and it was like, which okay, is fine, is but it was kind of worth it. <laughs> it was so like, like you waited the whole movie and you got it and you're just like, oh my god, oh my, yeah. like, I almost was like, I wish it didn't happen because it was just so over the top. <laughs> like, but that's Quentin Tarantino. Um, and then the scene where he took off his shirt on the roof, literally everybody gasped in the theater. They were just like, uh. Like, Jesus, this man's 55 and he can still wet the panties. Um, <laughs> Joker was just insane. There's just not, like, I, that movie was just insane. Like, holy shit. That, I still can't believe it was like a comic book film. Like, it was so ridiculous. I loved that. That's probably one of my top five superhero movies of all time. Like, wow. Wow. Um, now, did you see Ford versus Ferrari? No. It was actually pretty good. I liked it a little bit more than I thought I would. Um, of course, it has my Matt Damon. Hi, babe. Um, <laughs> so good. So good. Um, Christian Bale was good. And it's a true story. So... Check that out. What about uh, Parasite and Jojo Rabbit? Did you see those? No, I'm probably going to watch Parasite soon because it's like on demand so I can watch it from home. um, But I don't know too much about it, which I'm actually glad to because a friend of mine said you don't want to know. You want to go in it kind of blind because like you – you know, there's so many, there's different characters that you fall in and out of love with. And it's like he said, it's a really good movie. It's best not to know what goes on because you'll be so, you'll be glued and and very surprised. So I'm kind of liking that hmm. aspect of it, you know, okay. going in kind of blind. So I haven't seen that yet. Hmm. All right. I, and Judge, I guess Judge I'll, that I'll, I'll see eventually. But it's like, honestly, when you think about it, it's like the only really big the movies you need to see for best picture are 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and probably and Parasite. I think it's out of those three. So, yeah. And when I saw the title of Parasite, I thought it was a horror movie. So I was like, Me too. Oh, no. Like, it, <laughs> I thought it was like about like human centipede, and I'm like, Absolutely not. I am not watching anything like that. <laughs> but it's like a dark comedy. I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Another movie, let's see what other movies I've seen. I think that's, oh, did you see Knives Out? That was really good. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Can we talk about, and I know it was a good movie and all, but can we talk about Chris Evans' sweaters? How they like, they like blew up on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. It's like a Sam Fisherman's cable sweater. It's like crazy. (laughs) But it's like, okay, so. Um, Marlon Brando wears a tank top that goes crazy, and then Chris Evans wears sweaters. Like, <laughs> how did how did they get here? Like, I don't know. But I mean, they were nice sweaters. I'm just like, why are people going crazy for them? They're just sweaters. I know. I was um, a friend of mine. It's like the only issue I have with Knives Out is that there was not a gratuitous male nude scene. Why didn't Chris Evans like oh. be in a towel and he was checking his mail or something? <laughs> I know. Or even Daniel Craig in that butt. Like, something. Ugh, I was so mad. Like, okay, 
someone can't get up in the middle of the night and just casually walk naked to the to the door or something? Jeez. <laughs> but whatever. But it was good. Tony Collette. She's always been my favorite actress. She's just so. Well, and the amazing. weird thing about her is, like, I wanted so much more with her and Jamie Lee mm, Curtis because I, I love them so much. Yeah. But it's like yeah. her char- um, Tony Collette's character is so out there. It's like I think any more would have probably been too much. And Tony knows how to. Yeah. She knows how to work a little bit. You know, I mean, if you've ever seen yeah. the hours, and she's got a a brief cameo mm-hmm. she's only in the movie for maybe 20 minutes and she steals the scene she's in and she's not doing anything you know she's just right Tony she's just an amazing actress you just can't not watch her and the best part of the movie hereditary was her like, oh I, I hated seen it. I heard she was amazing oh, I fucking hated that movie I wanted my money back like but then I was like mm, but Tony Collette was in it like this woman and can we all agree she was the best part, the best part of the sixth sense. Like, hello. She was like, she's amazing. How she doesn't have an Oscar by now is beyond me. Yeah. So fucking amazing. Um, so for TV, have you seen, um, last week I was talking about it. Have you seen any oh, wait, of one, the Aaron One more Hernandez? movie to talk about. One, oh, go ahead. Can we go, go back ahead. to one more movie? Have you seen yeah, Judy? Sure. Have you seen Renee Zellweger's uh, Oscar-winning performance? Oh, <laughs> my God. That movie took me out. It took me out. She was so phenomenal as Judy. Uh, I mean, she did oh. it all. I mean, she sang. She she had the mannerisms. I mean, there was a couple of, like, uh, you know, Renee moments, like with the squint and the pout. Right. But for the most part, she did an yeah. amazing job. The movie for me was just okay. But she was, mm. she was by far um, brilliant when she did that. I liked it because I had no – the thing I love about these biopics that come out is I don't know the background of some of these actors and actresses. And sometimes I do, but then I hear more stuff that I didn't know. So I had no idea about Judy Garland's life. I had no idea how they had to take down her boobs when she was – like to make her look 14 when she was in The Wizard of Oz. I had no idea she was on drugs and they were feeding it to her since she was like 14. Like. I didn't know all this. So it made me look at her and say, like, oh, my God, I feel bad for her. Like, fuck. Every guy in her life fucked her over. And it's like she kept trusting them and trusting them. And I I kept thinking, why does she keep trusting them? But it's like her mom fucked her up. Like, oh, so (laughs) Renee was phenomenal. Jeez. Um, And I saw Harriet, and that was a good movie, too. Just let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Harriet Tubman, holy fuck, that woman went through shit. Um, but yeah. So, TV. Have you seen any of the Aaron Hernandez specials? There are three of them. That's right, three. Okay, I haven't, but so far okay. this week, that that documentary or that series has come up in conversation three different times with different people. Yep. Like, everybody's watching yep. it, so... So there's a three-part on Netflix, there's a two-part on Oxygen, and there's a two-part on Investigation Discovery. All three of them have different information that fill in the gaps for the rest of them, and they are all oh. independently good. I will say the Netflix one talks more about his sexuality, and um, the ID Discovery talks more about the investigation. So I like all three of them, but, yeah, they're all different. They tell most of the same facts, but it's like, yeah. I recommend people watch all three of them because they're just all interconnected and good and fill in so many gaps for each other. So, um, Have you seen the, um, the Linda Ronstadt director documentary on no. CNN? No. What? What? Linda yeah, Ronstadt, so, okay. Linda Ronstadt. It's so good. What's that on? It was on CNN. And they did a, um, CNN, a okay. documentary on her life. I gotta watch that. You know, talking about how she um, rose to fame and like she was like one of the first, you know, female rockers and this her influence and her political standpoint and how she got together with Emmylou Harris and Dolly Parton and and then all the way to like, you know, her getting Parkinson's and stuff. So it's pretty it's pretty amazing her life now 
I get her confused with somebody else. Is that Johnny Cash's daughter? Who? Linda Ronstadt. She's not Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash? No. No, 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 no. You're thinking of okay. Roseanne Cash. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. I get them confused. Yeah. Sorry. Um, That's okay. Right. That's okay. But no, she's not. No, she she's not related to Johnny Cash. Um, any other TV that you watched recently? Well, you know, this this like everything is winding down. Like this is the last season yeah. of. Um, Modern Family, of How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. So I'm like watching all of those. I just binged the um, the last, not the second, the almost no, it's the sixth season of um, Grace and Frankie. Um, no, the fifth season. Next year, next year's the last season. And then I can't. I don't have with my cable package. I don't have Pop, so I can't watch the last season of Shit's Creek. But I but I binged season one through five, and I can't wait to watch it. Have you seen it? No, my my coworker keeps telling me to watch it. Oh, and you really should see it. It's so good. Catherine Keener and Eugene so Levy are hilarious. But then, so it is that Eugene Levy is like this huge financial wizard, and then his yep. business manager runs off with all their money, and they become poor. So, okay, they have to move to this motel in this town that they bought, or this motel mm-hmm. that they bought in Schitt's, in Schitt's Creek is the town, and they have to figure out what they're doing in their life because they have no more money. And it's just like them, mm-hmm. them being, you know, because he's like, you know, a wealthy guy. His wife is a is an actress, so she's very over the top. And the daughter and the son, the, the son is gay. And then um, the daughter, they're just kind of like, you know, they're kids who've grown up with wealth their entire life and don't know how to manage without money. So it's kind of interesting to see them mm-hmm. deal with townspeople. It is so good. And then, you know, eventually – David has David's the the gay character. Um, he gets a love interest, and it's so sweet, and him falling in love. It's like it's a really really good show. It's like it's a little slow at first, but if you just stick with, if you like do a binge, I think you'll really really enjoy. It. Mm-hmm. Especially if you like um, Eugene Levy and Catherine Catherine O'Hara, not Catherine Keener, Catherine O'Hara together because they are just comic gold. Okay, so I love Catherine O'Hara. Everyone, she's the mom from Home Alone, and. She's also the mom in, that's right, Beetlejuice. So crazy that she's both characters because they're polar opposites. Um, Eugene Levy is the dad from American Pie, and his son, Dan Levy, is the gay character, and he's actually gay. Um, yeah, and his who's daughter, the daughter? in the movie. The daughter, she's a Canadian actress. Um, oh, okay. But... Eugene Levy and Dan Levy's daughter – well, Eugene Levy's daughter is also in the show, yeah. but she plays a secondary character. She plays like a waitress named Twyla. So um, okay. she's not – she doesn't play his daughter, daughter. That's played by a, a Canadian actress. But I have a fun fact about okay. Catherine O'Hara. So yeah. she was hired to do Home Alone. Yep. The, you know, it was a little independent movie. You know, not independent, but it was a small movie they were putting together. And they asked her, instead of paying her – um, a fee they asked and said, can we pay you less than your actual fee and give you like um, a percentage of the movie's gross that it makes so she passed on the percentage because she didn't know if the movie was going to do very well so she could get paid and then she said had she taken the points she would have gotten like almost a hundred million dollars or, or more she would have got several her, shoot, her salary would have like tripled because of the, the amount of money that Home Alone made oh, stupid <laughs> Yeah, she's like, ah, <laughs> it's a risk. You uh, never know, you know. <laughs> I would have said yes because they offered, gave me that option. To me, that sounds to me like they know something's going to happen. Like everybody watches this movie every Christmas. I don't care who, if you ask somebody, hey, what, what are your like top five Christmas movies? Home Alone will be in there. Oh, well, not I mine, but still. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, I Sorry, I have other Christmas movies. <laughs> top five, come on. Top five. No, no, because I can oh. already tell you, top five would be A Christmas okay, Story, ahead. Christmas Vacation, yep. Yep. Um, um, White Christmas, yep. Um. And then, like, the Charlie Brown's Christmas, like, the, the animated. So, yeah. it's like, no, it's no, it doesn't even fit into the top ten, maybe the top ten. But I haven't seen Home Alone in, like, years. 
Yeah. I'm having a stroke. So my top five Christmas movies are um, not in any order. A Christmas Story, Home Alone, um, Christmas Vacation. Um, oh, what's that other movie? Oh, fuck. What's that other movie? Shit. No, no, ew. That's like maybe top 20. Um, oh, I got to look at it. Because I do this every year and I just forget. Hold on. Christmas movies. Christmas movies. Um, uh, did you see Last Christmas? Ugh. The horror movie? Yeah. No, Last Christmas with... Um, oh, Last Christmas. Uh, Black Christmas. Yeah. Um, Henry Golding, who I do like, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. No, My friend I, had said no it I had no idea. To work. Uh, no. Yeah. Everybody was talking um, about the twist, so I had to find out what the twist was because I know I wasn't seeing it. Oh, Just Friends. That's another one of my favorite. And oh, then one I love more. Okay, so there's heavy debate about this, but no, I'm saying it is a Christmas movie, so fuck you all. Die hard. Okay, it takes place during Christmas. I understand it's not like a ho-ho-ho feel-good movie, but it's still a Christmas movie. Hello? Y'all don't remember when he took the gun from behind his back? He had Christmas tape on his back with the gun. I mean, this was a Christmas movie, so... I'm saying it's a Christmas movie, and that was my my fifth one. So fuck you, people. Um, so two more shows that I've watched. Um, MTV's True Crimes. I started it. It's heavy, y'all. I mean, they take what they're doing is they're going to the towns that these some of these murders are happening, and and doing like a whole investigation. The one I watched was about Kendari, who was gender nonconforming, lived in Nebraska, and was murdered. Um, Kendari was male and female, used both pronouns, used they pronouns. And I mean, it was gut-wrenching. Like, I saw it right before bed. I don't know why I did that. And I just couldn't sleep at night. It was just so sad. Um, Yeah. I I think I might watch some more episodes, but it's just it, it's really heavy. But not after I finish. I have to finish the morning show first. Have you seen that on Apple TV? I saw the first two episodes because I don't have Apple TV, but I, I mean I have an oh. Apple TV, but I don't have the channel. Um, but yeah. uh, they had like a free preview, and I saw the first two episodes, and I was very impressed with um, Jennifer Aniston. Um, I don't mind letting you borrow my info <laughs> it's i have a free for no, that's a, i'll get it's it worth <laughs> it you sure okay let me know yeah, thank you know. though i appreciate um it. i have so many other people's things six. i don't need to i think i, oh, I, I okay. think I can afford 499 or whatever it is it's like the disney thing too but oh, i appreciate right. the offer thank you okay yeah disney plus is amazing um mandalorian y'all um yeah it's so far good. I, I think it's like eight or nine episodes, or I can't remember how many episodes, but I'm on episode seven. And mm-hmm. holy shit, this Reese is, she's, this is like a combination of a few characters she's played. I can't say it's just one or just another. Jennifer, I feel like it's Rachel, Rachel without Ross. That's what I feel like it is. Um, she's definitely got that, like, bitchiness, but it's like, I feel like she's trying a little hard. I, for me, think Reese is the star of the show, but that's just me. Um, Steve Carell. And can we say shit. how hot is Steve Carell? <laughs> Jesus. He looks good. I was just about to say that. This guy, okay, <laughs> he is, like, middle-aged, kind of like, um, not fat, not out of shape, but just like, you know. He's a dill. Normal. He's a total dill. Yeah. God, he's <laughs> sexy. Holy shit. And I don't think he would Who ever knew? think that he was sexy. No. The I guy from, I mean, that's, you know, 40-year-old virgin, yeah, who would ever think 
that he was sexy, but Jesus, he's sexy. Oh, I completely agree. (sighs) Um, Fun fact, him and his family own a general store in Massachusetts, like, on the Cape. And he does visit. So, yeah. Oh, he's sexy. Keep it up for (laughs) Steve Carell. Um, Daddy. So, what else can we talk about? Um, Any other... TV shows that you watch or movies? Um, let me see. Let me go to my. Well, no, other Did you than like, go back to the, Young and the Restless? No. Yeah. Still funny. watching Days of Our Lives. How do we feel about it? Well, you know they did the whole year time jump. Did you know that? Yeah, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Um, and so it's interesting how do we going feel back about to that? see how. Well, it was it kind of revitalized it watching it for me because you like the, there was all these storylines that they had to go back and help you fill in because it was like all these changes that happened. But then once mm-hmm. I started hearing some about them and like really another baby switch, really this, really, I mean, I did. I'm just kind of like I'm wondering if I'm getting over it until you know, and all of a sudden there's an episode and you know, it's like oh well, this is kind of teary. So I don't know. I'm I'm debating whether or not I need to stick with it or not. Yeah. So Young and the Restless is fully boring. There's nothing exciting about it. The the writer is not listening to the fans. It's not it's that that whole phrase where people say it's a new phrase that people say. I mean it's older but they're starting to say it now. Dude, read the room. Like he's not understanding that nobody likes Kyle and Lola together. He keeps forcing Theo on us, even though I love the actor. But he's not—he's not taking Theo and moving him into a different realm. He's just keeping Theo annoying and kind of a, a bug. And the one thing that I—I I loved about Bill Bell is he had those moments. And what I mean by that is, somebody needs to tell Kyle. No, not Kyle. Somebody needs to tell Jack and everybody else that defends Theo. Kyle and Jack are Victor and, or excuse me, Kyle and Theo are Victor and Jack Jr. These two guys hate each other as much as Victor and Jack do. So stop trying to push them together as friends. And nobody is saying that. And Bill Bell, if he was alive and he made this world, he would have had someone, at least one person, compare that, and I would feel better about myself. Even if nobody else listens, he's not, and he's got Phyllis chasing Chance. Now, Chance is cute and all. Don't get me wrong. Johnny Bose is hot. Got one of the nicest butts I've ever seen. Tall, good lips, gorgeous guy, good actor. But why is Phyllis chasing Chance? I'm not understanding. Nick is out (laughs) there with his dick swinging, and she's not going after that. Like, come on, girl. Go back after Jack or something, but she's after Chance. I don't get it. Whatever. Anyway. Um, so let's move on to a, a little bit heavier topic, but I think it needs to be addressed. I put out a post recently. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, this guy on Twitter, he put something to the effect, I'm paraphrasing because I'm not looking at the actual tweet that he did. He said something to the effect of, God, why is the LGBT community so sensitive? Like, why are you guys so sensitive? And I said, well, mister, the reason why we're sensitive, and I list all these other things. Um, Oh, the LGBT community is entirely way too sensitive. And I won't read my entire post because it's quite long. But you guys don't understand the bullshit we go through. Like I was saying when I was uh, David, if I walked down the street as a black gay man, my hand would move, my hips would switch a little, and people would know I'm gay. So I would get stares. I would get, you know, maybe a glance over and then I'd hear a giggle as they walked by. Kyle, you can attest to some things that you get. I mean, I'm sure it's not, like, horrible. I mean, I hope it's not horrible. But we go through shit. 
And so for cisgender heterosexual people to say, you guys are too sensitive. You need to lighten up. This post became something that I had to write because there was someone that I followed on Instagram who put up a um, post where he was exercising. And he's, he's cisgender heterosexual. He was exercising with a friend. But when he was doing squats, his friend would grab his butt. And so I said to him privately, I said, you know, this feels like you're making fun of gay people. He's like, no, 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 I'm not. No, how could you think that? I'm like, because I know what it's like. And you are making fun of gay people. And he proceeded to put that post on Instagram. He put it as a story, and then he put it as Instagram. And he said, thanks for the 100K views, everyone. And then I simply said to him, we're broken up. That's it. That's all I said to him. Next thing you know, he deleted the post. So I'm just tired of people saying we're sensitive, but they're not understanding why we're sensitive. We're sensitive because we go through a lot of shit and stuff that heterosexuals don't have to go through. Yeah, if you're heterosexual and you're overweight or you're this and you're that, you understand what we mean. But because you understand what we mean, you should be standing right beside us, not standing in front of us, facing us, asking us why we're sensitive. You should be standing right next to us, ready to take down anybody else that that comes at us. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Um, Well, my thing is, and this is my two cents, it's like – and it just reminds me of a, a conversation I had with a family member. She was mm-hmm. saying something about like, you know, basically her, her, her thought was that LGBT community needs to kind of like chill out for a second. We need to focus on, you know, foreign affairs and, and, and people, <laughs> you know, un, illegal people coming in and, and the threat to our country. And I basically mm-hmm. – I DM'd her and I said, "Hold on a minute. What do you mean? I need what?" I said, "Hold on. It's like you don't understand. I I'm I don't believe this because it's like you're more concerned with other people coming in and stealing rights and stuff like that or, or endangering our country. I'm just trying to be a human being in this country and you mm-hmm. know live my life. And like I thought it was life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all. It's like for me, it's like." Um, you want me to put the fact that no one in this country wants me to have rights as a human being, but you're more mm-hmm. concerned with people coming in and threatening the country as a whole. I'm sorry. We need. Uh, how are you not concerned that you have family members that your party and your government choose to think should not be recognized as human as individuals mm-hmm. have rights? I think I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We need to take care of our own people before we start worrying about what's going on right. abroad and stuff. It's like I'm sorry, this is bullshit. It's like it affects me personally because you're saying to me, I need to chill out and wait. Don't don't worry. You know, you know, you're not you don't have any rights right now. We don't want to give you any rights, but hold on, we'll get to you eventually. No, no, I'm an American. I was right. born and raised here, and I should have the same rights as any other human being. You have just because of your sexuality, sexuality, I have no rights. I mean, that makes no sense. Mm. So that's why, yeah, I'm a little sensitive because it's like there's a there's a there's a whole wealth of people out there that thinks I have no Mm -hmm. right to be a human being just because of who I am and what what my sexuality is, which does not define me. I'm sorry. It's like what I tell people is like, when did you decide you were gay? It's like I don't know. When did you decide you were straight? Or when they say your gay lifestyle. We don't wake up in our our LGBT blankets and and in our LGBT beds and get out of bed and wear our LGBT clothes and go make our LGBT breakfast. It's not a lifestyle. It's just who we are. Like, yeah. But not only that, but hello, don't say that we're making it about us when prior to 2016, before idiot got into office, we were doing just fine. Yeah, things were, you know, still struggling. We were struggling. Anytime he puts out a policy or speaks about, oh, the wall, the wall, his next sentence is, well, let's get rid of gay people in the military. Let's get rid of trans people in the military. They're a financial burden. 
he's making us a priority in people's mouths. He's stirring the pot. Yeah. He's not talking about us being murdered, uh, about the lesbian couple walking down the street and getting assaulted for no reason whatsoever. He's not talking about that. He's talking about taking rights away from people that aren't doing anything to him. So he's bringing us to the forefront. We're not doing anything. What are we doing? Living. And let's, just to let you know, his grandparents came over here illegally. His grandparents stole money and stole jobs from hardworking Americans. They made millions of dollars, billions of dollars off of everybody else's hard work. And then he's bringing foreign wives into, he's, you know, finding these foreigners that are here and making them, what did he do with like uh, Melania? He got her citizenship through the genius program. She's not a genius. She's not a fucking genius, but he's bucking the own, his own system and no one's saying anything. They're like, oh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Like, well, the, the funny thing about Melania on? is that, dude, if you lose this election, now that she has citizenship, yeah. she's, she's leaving yep. you. She will be divorcing and you the she, moment you step out of the White House. And don't tell me she's going to be penniless. That woman is going to have money. But, and he got her parents over here. Like, and nobody, nobody bats an eye. It's like, what are you people thinking? His, his own father is fully German, but born here. So his father is a birther and his own mother is fully Scottish. She just came over here illegally. So don't tell me that he, he's trying to help or he cares about foreign policies. He cares about the border. He doesn't. He just wants to get us stirred up for some reason. So are we sensitive? Fuck yeah. And we have every right to be. So. Um, any topics that you wanted to talk about? Okay. I know it's been a while since you've been on, but. Um, no, I was just kind of like, I was just going to rip it out whatever you wanted to talk about. So I'm all good. Okay. okay. But thank you. Um, anything to promote? Anything to give a shout out to? Anything? No, I'm, I haven't finished. My latest novel is not is still in the works, so it's like I don't have anything to promote. <laughs> oh, are you really writing though? No, girl, no. <laughs> oh damn! I would. Love I'm reading to read novels, your book. not writing them. <laughs> uh, what are you currently reading? Um, Connor Franta, a memoir. It's kind of like he was a YouTuber, and well, it probably still is, but um, I just I had his book on my shelf for like years and never read it, so I just decided. To read it because I read this really book, really good book called While England Sleeps. It's by David mm-hmm. Levitt, who wrote The Lost Language of Cranes. It's a gay novel and it takes place in the 30s in England, where this man falls in love with this young boy who goes off to war. Mm-hmm. It's just their love story, and it's so great. So I tore right through mm-hmm. it. And so now, whenever I get on a reading frenzy, it's like, and I have a lot of books to read, it's like I need little things to kind of like get my appetite for reading. And since I finished that, I read a Diane Keaton book, and now I'm reading this Connor Franta book. So I'm on the reading trajectory, which is good. So mm. because it all started when I was in um, Louisiana for Christmas, I was at a friend's house, my a college friend of mine, and she said like, mm-hmm. um, she said a friend of hers that they did a book exchange, and he said he he gave me a copy of his favorite book in the entire world. I'm like, wow, a favorite book in the entire world. I was like, well, I know what mine is. And she came around the corner and she said, here, it's called A Prayer for Owen Meany by John Irving. And I looked at her, it's like. Are you kidding me? She says, no, why? I think like, that's my favorite book in the entire world. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, so I said, um, you have to read this book. It's amazing. I've read it like three times. <laughs> I have a hard back type, and I I can't, back. <laughs> Well, I'm like, I'm weird. I'll go through phases where I'll read like seven books in a month, and then I won't read for two years. And yeah, that's last how, I, year... I, I, I won't go two years, but, you know, yeah, I'm the same way. I read a lot of books, and then I'll stop. Well, I have, like, I'm looking at my shelf right now. I have literally, I want to say, 12 books I need to read, and I haven't read. And I just that's one of my goals for this year. But the last book I actually read was the Julian Edelman um, autobiography called Relentless, and I loved it Mm -hmm. afterwards, but, God, I feel like cheated. Because he's such a 
he's such a mess now. Like, he jumped on top of a car randomly in California a couple weeks ago and got arrested. And I'm like, why the fuck would he do that? And it's like, after reading this novel of his, like his autobiography, I'm like, oh, I get him now. I'm so, I'm such a huge Julian fan. And then, like, he does that. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't understand him. I mean, I get it. He's not perfect. He's human. I just don't get why would he jump on top of a car. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it was a dare. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so Maybe he got double dog I've only, I've only read, like, the last few... Well, like, I'm looking at the biographies that I read. Like, the last biography I read was Michelle Obama's biography, Becoming. I read that. Oh, okay. But have you... Yeah. Have you read um, Jennifer Lewis's book, The Mother of Black Hollywood? No, I have to. I have to put that on it, because I fucking love her. Her birthday was yesterday. Yeah. And that woman, she's one of the people in Hollywood I want to be friends with. How was that book? Yeah. Oh, it's really good. It's really, really good. I loved it. And then another book that I'm, that I'm looking at that, a... that you need to read, have you read Gene Cooper's yeah. autobiography, Not Young, Still Restless? Gene Cooper. Who the hell is Gene Cooper? Uh, Mrs. Chancellor, Catherine Chancellor. Young oh, Jeannie Cooper. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't. No. So a friend of mine who lives in LA um, did the sweetest mm-hmm. thing for me. He, um, he knew that I want, I told him I wanted the book. So they were having a book signing uh, like around the corner of the bookstore where he went. So he went to the book signing and he mm-hmm. got her to autograph my book for me. So I while know. he was there, no, well, it gets even better while he was there. There were other Young and the Restless cast members there. He got me. He got <sighs> Esther to sign the book. He got um, he got um, Christian LeBlanc to sign the book. He got <sighs> who was the one? What was up? She was somebody. Jessica Collins is the actress. She was someone's sister on the show. Avery. She was, she was Phyllis's di- sister. Yeah. Avery. Mm-hmm. And, and I've got Avery to sign the book. And he <sighs> said he met my fate. One of my favorite cast members of all time. He met Nina. Uh-oh. He met Trisha Cass at the door. Shut up. She was there. Yeah. I I'm love like, Oh, my her. God. I love you. So, yeah, I've got my – I love – I have the book signed by all these people. It's like, I can't believe you did. He just said – he said, oh, I just passed it around to people that were like – that looked like they were famous, and I had to sign it. And it's like, well, you got – yeah, I've got my – I got a description from Esther and from Jeannie Cooper before she Aww. came out passed. So, it's like, yeah, it's really cool. But, yeah, That's you should an read amazing gift. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got it. I keep saying I will, and then I forget. I'm writing all this down so that I remember. Um, so I have the last two Dan Brown books for Robert Langan to read. Um, ah, the Disaster Artist. I just have a bunch of books. Like, oh, my God. Maybe it's more than 12. I think it's more than 12. I think it's like 20. Oh, gosh. I need to spend time reading these books so I can get them out of the way. Um, okay. Well, that's all I have. Or that's all you have. So that's all I have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing <laughs> I would say is if everyone wants to um, visit my movie and TV reviews, they're on realemmymorgan.blogspot.com. And I also want to give a shout-out. I did... Um, I was recently poking around on Blog Talk Radio, and I saw that 75% of our audience is in the U.S., but then we have little smatterings. People in Spain listen to us. Hi. People in um, Cambodia. Look, I was a little surprised by that. But um, hi, Cambodian audience. Love you. <laughs> and um, people in Italy and Canada. Like, who knew? Wow. That's wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. Of course, I, I hope Justin is listening and wants my number, but, you know, he's happily married. But <laughs> I would gladly be his side piece. Like, I'd have to know that they were in an open Justin relationship. Justin who? That can't be, like, the prime minister. <laughs> Justin who? The prime minister, Justin Trudeau. Oh, Justin Trudeau. I didn't know oh, if you were talking about Justin Timberlake or Justin Hartley or who you were talking Ugh. about. Ugh. No. Justin Trudeau is so fucking sexy. And now he has a beard and it's got some gray in it. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> Steve Corral, he did that. He did that first, and now I'm all into it. Guys with beards that have gray in them. Um, yeah, so I just want to say shout out to my our fans out there. And, um, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully we get Kylie back soon. Always I'm sure you will. You. Oh, of course. Well, um, I'm glad I was able to chat, chat, check in and chat with you. I know. I, I'm just, I'm so happy. And I did tell him, I actually, I didn't tell him I'll be making my way out to LA. I know it's like far from San, San Francisco, but, um, I'm going to be in LA probably the first week of May. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can link up if you're ever taking a trip to LA, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> yeah. The cool. closing does say, um, when I play the closing, it does say, um, follow us at the spill tea on Facebook, Instagram. It's actually the spilled TPC, just to let you all know. I'll be getting a new opening soon, but just wanted to make you aware. But that's all for now. Uh, thanks for listening. Kylie, thanks for coming again. Love you. Of course, and, love you too. Um, you have a great day. You as well, hon. Bye, and everyone. we'll talk soon, I'm sure. Yes, we will. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.